Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome, everyone, to the Homecoming Podcast Party. Do you know why we are partying today? Because it is the one-year anniversary of this podcast. And my heart is so full. I am so excited and fulfilled that what was once an idea or a vision uh, came into fruition and manifestation. And I'm so grateful for those of you who have been on the journey with us, uh, those who started with episode one and those who may have just joined us this month. I am glad that you uh, are here. This is incredible. Our biggest countries are the United States, Canada, and South Africa. And our biggest cities for listeners are Los Angeles, where I live, Atlanta, and Johannesburg, South Africa. I am so, so, so excited that you all are with me, and I hope that you can hear my smile uh, going across the podcast. And our uh, most popular podcast topics over the course of the year were homesick and disconnection from the self, uh, as well as check your circle and no more settling. That was for the year. And if we look at the most recent podcast, the most requested or the most listened to topics were uh, coping with the anxiety of COVID. So I am glad to be with you all on this journey. So let's get to our finale topic, but please know we're not taking a break. So next week, we'll just be back with starting year two, season two of the podcast. All right. So on today, we're going to talk about reclaiming our voice, moving from passive to assertive, reclaiming our voice, moving from passive to assertive. And we have vows to read on today. For those who are new, in episode two, there was a homework assignment to write vows to yourself. And if you email them to me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com, then I read them uh, on the air if you give your permission. So we had a submission that I would love to share from Jordan. And Jordan gave permission for the vows and name to be shared. So here we go. Dear Jordan, how wonderful it has been coming home to you. After choosing others for so long, I cannot tell you what a joy it has been to finally choose you. I know I haven't always made choices that are the best for us, but I am here now, 
with a knowing that I never want to take us into those places and spaces again. Thank you for sharing your softness and innocence with me. I promise to share my wisdom and guidance with you as well. I can now confidently say when I encounter decisions which could cause a betrayal of us, that I will no longer need to ponder on what decision to make. I am so excited to see where this next chapter of life will take us. For the first time in my life, I am not scared or anxious because I know that I have you with me every step of the way. Together, we are going to be great. I love you. Yes, Jordan. Yes, yes, yes. We love your vows and how powerful and liberating it is when we begin to choose ourselves, when we are intentional about stepping away from spaces and places and habits and conversations and relationships that are harmful to us, that are a betrayal of who we are. And so I'm excited for you, Jordan, and thank you for sending those vows to us. All right, you all. So let's get into our topic of moving uh, from our passive voice into our assertive voice. When we think about coming home to ourselves, we are aware that one of the things that we lose in our disconnection from self is voice. That um, one of the ways in which we can abandon ourselves is not speaking the truth about what we feel, about what we need, about what we want, that our fear of other people's judgment or their discomfort or their priorities can cause us to erase ourselves. And so the more we heal, the more we recover, the more we come home to who we are, the more we end up finding ourselves speaking our truth the more we end up finding ourselves finding forced silencing intolerable, unacceptable. So we begin to carve out spaces and look for spaces where we can truly be uh, free, free to be ourselves. And so a part of what we understand in terms of our approach to mental health on this podcast is liberation psychology. And with liberation psychology, I recognize that the barriers I am fighting against are both internal and external, right? So uh, these external experiences that we have discussed, uh, trauma, abandonment, neglect, oppression, they can all serve to silence us uh, and to disconnect us. And so uh, those are a reality. And then we can internalize those messages and begin to censor ourselves. We begin to silence ourselves. We begin to live through a filter, this, this diluted, watered down version of who we are. And the more I come home to me, the more I show up in the fullness of who I am, that I don't have to constantly test the waters for other people's approval, validation, opinion, 
of me that I get to that liberated place where I recognize the sound of my own voice, that it does not have to be other people's voices and opinions being projected on me and through me. But what is the actual tone, rhythm, cadence, joy, sorrow, the truth, the feeling, the thoughts that are congruent with, reflective of my state of being so that my soul, my heart, my mind, my body, my spirit have room coming out of my mouth. (laughs) That what I am speaking comes from that authentic place. And as I have been uh, receiving you all's letters from all over the world, it is remarkable uh, to hear you all share about what this journey has meant in terms of really reclaiming your voice, not just for people out there, but us reclaiming our voice within us, us getting still enough, us being uh, aware enough to recognize the voice that has been silenced within. And so many of us have dealt with uh, being passive and not uh, really being comfortable speaking from the place Um, of our voice or not speaking in the fullness um, of our voices. And so we are looking to shift into assertiveness, not into aggression. Uh, When I am aggressive, then I want to monopolize the space. But when I am assertive, I am free to speak and I am also free to listen, that I am comfortable with letting my thoughts and feelings be heard. And I am also comfortable with hearing Uh, the experiences of others, even when they may differ from my own. And so what are some of the things that have led to us being passive? Uh, One of them is a lack of confidence in ourselves, in our values, or in, in the value of our opinions. And so there are many experiences that may have taken away our confidence. But as we look back on those experiences, it would be helpful to ask myself, When did I lose my voice? When did I lose my fire? When did I lose my freedom? Some of us can go back and think about uh, times when we were more of a free spirit, uh, times that we felt more comfortable or confident, and then various things may have happened or one big thing may have happened that caused us to shut down to censor and silence ourselves. And then some of us grew up in circumstances that were so toxic, so abusive, that we don't ever remember having a voice. That as early, as young as we can remember, uh, we were voiceless uh, or silenced, or it was not safe to speak. And I want you to know, even if you are not reclaiming your voice, if you feel like you are claiming it for the first time, that that is still possible. That sometimes we have this idea that to come home to myself means to return to my former way of being. But if you have never been free, if you have never felt whole or healed or safe, if you have never really experienced authentically liberation and connection to the self, then this journey home may be a first-time trip. So whether you are returning home 
after a devastation that happened this past year or five years ago or 10 years ago, or whether you have never been home before in your own voice, owning your voice, I want to welcome you on the journey as you reclaim, as you rediscover and discover your voice. Sometimes we have been passive because we are so worried about pleasing others or being like, and we can really get caught in our heads with this one of constantly imagining what other people are going to think about what we will say. And even if I construct uh, a statement in my mind that some people are going to love, there are going to be other people that would hate it, right? We cannot please everyone all the time. And so uh, our fear of the feedback, of the critique, of the rejection uh, can keep us silenced. Uh, those of you who have been in emotionally abusive relationships will know this very well, that one of the tactic uh, tactics of abusers is to manipulate you such that you are punished if you ever speak up. And that is a strategy to keep you quiet. So you want to be mindful about the people pleasing, mindful of the lack of confidence, and then also, you know, this worry of what will happen if people disagree with me or if they reject my ideas or opinions. And for some people, the thought of that is just devastating, uh, that we need everyone to like us. And that can be couched in this idea of being the peacemaker. So you try to keep everyone happy, you try to keep the environment peaceful, but we want to be mindful that peace at the cost of your voice, of your needs, of your feelings is not authentic peace, it is just silence, right? So there's a difference between being silenced and being peaceful. But if you are holding on to things that are bottled up, that are suppressed and repressed within you, uh, that is not liberation and that is not actual peace. We can also develop a passivity uh, because of what has happened in the past when we were criticized um, or when we were abandoned. So some who are listening have abandonment issues where there are those who left you or those who never showed up for you. And so often those persons had their own journey, but we internalize it and believe something is wrong with us so that if we censor ourselves enough, if we're quiet enough, um, if we are agreeable enough, that people will not leave. And I want you to know that if you have to silence yourself for them to stay, you have already left yourself. So just as we are hoping uh, that abandonment won't happen, we have to recognize abandonment of the self is a reality. Erasure of the self is a reality. And so what would it mean to get someone to stay, to get someone to quote unquote love you, to be able to hold on to a job and the cost was yourself? So you got the job or you got the partner, but you don't have you. Oh, I just believe that there are those on the journey with us on today who, if they could tell you their stories, would tell you it's not worth it. It's not worth it to leave you behind, to leave your voice behind in hopes of maintaining, containing, attracting another. It is not worth it to lose 
yourself to lose your voice. And then some of us never develop the skills of being assertive. So growing up, the only models you may have seen were of passivity. You may have been directly told that culturally or by gender uh, that you your voice does not have value. Um, in terms of those who may have grown up uh, with low income or impoverished, you may have been made to feel like people are doing you a favor and so you don't have a right to share or you don't have anything to contribute. I want you to know that all of those are silencing lies that um, while it is true, when we are in certain environments, we may need to be strategic, right, of finding out um, the places in which I can feel more free or more safe. But in terms of my life value, that as much as it is in my possibility that I do not want to live with all of my story, my truth, my feelings bottled up within me. And so you may have been directly told uh, to be passive and silent and quiet all of the time. You may have seen that as a model, the people you care about or who raised you, that may have been the way they were. Or let me say that some of us were raised by very aggressive people. And so in your desire not to be like them, you have gone to the other side of the extreme, uh, which is passivity, right? So some of us grew up seeing uh, violence, aggression, uh, verbal abuse. And so you observe that. We observe that and may have said to ourselves, I don't ever want to be like that. But in our desire to not be like that, we have swallowed up every aspect of our voice, our ideas, and our feelings. And so to begin to act more assertively, to live more assertively, is to one, begin to value and celebrate yourself, to really recognize, as we talked about healing that inner child, to go back to the version of you at the age in which your, your voice was taken, and to truly affirm that that circumstance, that situation, those people, the realities of oppression, do not have the right to silence you. That your voice, that your voice has value, it matters. It's important. It is significant to not have your feelings, your thoughts, your needs, your dreams spoken. Is to leave the atmosphere incomplete. There are things that you carry that if you do not speak, that if you do not write, that if you do not create, get left in the margins. And so it is for us to begin to think about what is it that I have to contribute? What, what is it that makes other, in my mind, other people's voices more significant than mine? And I want you to know that we all carry different gifts and skills and abilities. And so it is not for us to decide that there is one category by which we decide that voices are deemed worthy. So what I mean by that is some people may say, oh, if people are very educated, then they have a right to speak. 
Well, I want you to know knowledge does not just come from books. Knowledge can also come from experience. So when you speak about your experiences or your imagination, that is an important contribution to uh, the atmosphere, to the environment, to the conversation. Uh, We can believe that only people who have reached a certain age are allowed to speak. But when we look in human history, young people have contributed so much, especially major human rights movements, right? Um, Or those who are older may feel like your time has passed. And I would hope that you would not be silenced, that your experience also can bring so much to the table to help with guidance and possibilities and some of the pitfalls that you have seen from your experience. And so I invite you this week to really reflect on what are the things that you feel disqualify you from having a voice or your opinions having merit. Uh, or significance or weight, and for us to really challenge what those ideas are. And yes, there is a time and place for all of us to listen and learn, but learning can also be a dialogue where we're listening and digesting and sharing and reflecting, uh, dismantling, uprooting, and building. So it is a process and a journey, and it is not one that is Uh, meant to be passive, for us to be active, assertive participants in the process. So recognizing that uh, our opinions and ideas and feelings matter, uh, that it's important and we have a right to express ourselves, it also will help us to be assertive when we develop resilience. And what I mean by resilience in this particular context is to not be deflated by disagreement or by rejection or by criticism. So for example, in psychology or any academic subject, you can submit articles to journals and most of the time they are not immediately accepted. So they might be rejected or they might say you need to revise it in these ways. And some people get so discouraged when they see the list of revisions, they put it away and never work on it again. And so then what they were trying to share never gets put out there. And I think that for some of us, that is how things work in our lives as well, where you may have shared your opinion before and someone uh, ridiculed it or ignored it or took your ideas or made you feel uh, like you were ignorant for the comment or question that you had. And if we take that critique or that rejection or that setback and then surrender, resign ourselves to a place of silence, then we are robbing ourselves and the world of the experience of who we are. And so resilience is going to really be important where I'm going to take the risk or the vulnerability of sharing and speaking with the awareness that not everyone may appreciate or agree what I have to share, but I still believe it is worth speaking, right? So being able to be resilient will help you to move to assertiveness And then uh, it will also be important to look at role models for assertiveness. We all have different styles. So as I mentioned, you may have seen people who were aggressive and said like, well, I don't want to be that. But continue to look around at different types of leaders 
different types of parents, different types of faith leaders, uh, different types of teachers, different types of therapists, right? Uh, Different types of partners or friends, you know, really survey the land and look at how people communicate uh, the, the style that you might admire or a style that that rings true for you, that feels like, you know, I would like to uh, use my voice in that way, right? That I would like to break out um, of the passivity and actually speak. And so let me see how they're doing it. And if you had conversations with them, you'll discover not all of them um, are natural in assertiveness. So some people are, it's just kind of their personality, but some people have had to work on it. You know, I remember speaking to someone this past year who was saying uh, she was so distraught because she got hired for this job and she was so happy because it was like a big position and a big salary. And it wasn't until she accepted the job, got to the job that she found out every week she was supposed to like give this address to all the employees on like the state of the company. And she had such a fear about public speaking, um, but she had to work at it. Now, the first time she did it, it was not a home run. But she kept on doing it. She kept practicing. And now she's been in that position for a while. And she would say now it comes more naturally to her, which is really it has come through practice. So uh, to not beat yourself up or feel defeated if the first couple of times you try to express yourself, you might feel like you're fumbling or mumbling or that people aren't really receiving it or getting it. Uh, But to continue looking for those models and to really begin to practice within yourself, uh, knowing that there is a liberty that comes the more I uh, lean into my voice, that there will be a discomfort. Let me acknowledge that. Um, You all know I like to tell you the truth. So it's not always going to just be like, oh, wow, I feel great. I'm speaking my truth. Uh, Sometimes you may be trembling. Sometimes you might feel like that was awkward. Sometimes it may feel like I like pumped myself up to say what I wanted to say and people still ignored it. So it is not always golden, but it is still worth it. It is when we talk about the growing pains uh, that it might feel awkward. It might feel uncomfortable. But in the end, I have myself and I have spoken my truth. So paying attention to what you think, what you feel, what you want, what you prefer. Being aware, observant, cognizant, those things will help you to shift out of passivity because some of us are passive because we're not even tuned into what we think, feel, want, prefer, or have observed. So to really start being mindful about what's going on with me in this space, What's going on with me in this person's presence? What's going on with me internally when I come into this job or when I come into this environment or when I'm talking to this person on the phone? What's coming up for me, right? So that I can uh, get to that place of moving from acknowledgement to expression. And you can also start to pay attention to some of the responses you may be giving or we may be giving that are really passivity. So if when people ask us a question, if our automatic response is, I don't know, or I don't care, or it doesn't matter, 
or you decide, or what do you think? If those are always our automatic responses, we may have in our mind called that kindness. But if I never get to uh, have voice, then I am not just being kind. Um, It can be self-erasure, right? So yes, of course, having humility. There are times when we don't know and we should admit we don't know. But there are also times, and I have seen this uh, in therapy, when people know the answer, but have such self-doubt and self-criticism that uh, we will hide from ourselves and say, I don't know. So I would encourage you to push past that initial answer because you may know more than you think you know, right? You may be aware of more than you think you are aware. You may actually have feelings and thoughts about whatever is happening. And then finally, I would say in terms of moving from passive to assertive is to begin to practice especially those that we are uh, feeling tense about, uh, to really begin to work through our ideas, our imagination of what might happen. What might happen if I reclaim my voice? What might happen if I don't agree with everything they say? What might happen if I voice what I feel, what I think, what I want, what I have observed? I might just get free. (laughs) I might just be at home in myself, even in the awkwardness, even with the anxiety, even with the discomfort that the path to my liberation and the path to my homecoming will require my voice. And I believe we all have significant things to say Because I believe that each of us matter, and especially those who have been marginalized, traumatized, intentionally silenced, right? So I'm not just talking about when I I have a personality that's a little shy or bashful, or it takes me a while to warm up, Um, but especially those who have been discouraged about honoring your voice those who have been uh, experienced sabotage, uh, those who have been uh, manipulated or abused or actively silenced or indirectly silenced. I want you to know, I want us to know that the words that we speak or that we sign or that we write or that we sing, there is power in these words. There is power in these words. There uh, is rebirth and revival in these words. There's freedom and liberation in these words. And so as you come home to yourself, it is my hope as we come home to ourselves that we will reclaim these voices and let them be heard. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.